Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. DJ Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. I had the opportunity to interview blank, and I am so, so happy I finally had the chance to interview him. We had a great interview in Berkeley. We actually ended up doing an interview in the park under a tree and we ended up watching the sunset so it was honestly pretty great before i get started with the interview i do want to thank our sponsors over at BetterHelp. i absolutely like love that they sponsor the show as taking care of your mental health is very very important If you're like me, then you know how it is when life just gets really chaotic and stressful that you find it really hard to be happy or achieve your goals. I've been in this position so many times and even when I was feeling really lost when I had first graduated college. For me, it was time to get better help. Better help is therapy on your schedule. It's an online website where you can go right now to start communicating with a counselor. This worked out so well for me because there were days that I really just needed to talk to a professional. But living in the Bay Area, it's really hard to find a good counselor that's available like when you need them. So visit betterhelp.com believe that's better h-e-l-p and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional there is a special offer for believe in electronic music listeners to get 10 percent off your first month visit betterhelp.com believe Alrighty, everyone welcome i am very very excited for today's episode i am here with the amazing blank hi hey what's going on (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for taking the time to to let me interview you yeah of course this is like i'm so happy about it (laughs) i've been following your music for a while so i was really happy to get the email from pat saying let's do it i was like oh nice okay (laughs) yeah it's good (laughs) sounds good so how Uh did you get into djing Oh, okay. That was a while ago. I got into DJing when I was about 17 and a half. One of my friends showed me this weird computer program that kind of was able to mix two songs together. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then we kind of like managed to make a little thing out of it, a little duo. And I guess from there um, was kind of where I found, uh, I guess, my production inspirations like, you know, Skrillex and Cascade and Dead Mouse and all that kind of stuff. I was exposed to them and I was like, I'd love to learn how to make this kind of shit. Um, so I was able to, I don't know, kind of go from there and, um, that was about 10 years ago, nine years ago when I wow. started DJing and then production was like a, yeah, a year or so after that. So okay. yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's been a bit of a journey, but like, that's kind of, I guess how it started. I've been doing music for a while. Um, it's always kind of been in my family one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was a drummer in a band and he was amazing and I, he taught me how to play guitar and do all that kind of stuff when I was like 10. So it was always kind of there, but um, yeah, I really fell into it a bit later on. Nice. 
Nice, yeah. nice. So would you say like Cascade and Skrillex and Dead Mouse were like your inspiration to getting into like electronic music or Yeah, I guess like my I was really into like metal bands and stuff like that when I was in All um right. Yeah, so I was like <laughs> I still am, like that's still kind of like my getaway from EDM, but um I guess a, pe- a pendulum, this like drum and bass band yeah. from Australia and Perth, um they were my like, crossover because they were still bandy but they were like you know had the electronic thing going on mm-hmm. as well and so that was always kind of like the weird sort of um tipping point for me is like i really fell in love with them and then i found all these other guys because um, obviously uh sorry not obviously but um the head guy for um pendulum rob swire he was singing on like dead mouse's tracks and doing all that kind of thing so i was just like that, that was kind of my s- step forward into that world so yeah i guess um Dead Mouse was definitely Dead Mouse and Cascade. I think more so were like definitely kind of like my original inspirations. In Dude, a that's sense. awesome. Cause I like when I first started getting into electronic music, I first started listening to like Dead Mouse too. Yeah, I mean, so like, crazy. It's, it's just so infectious. The stuff's so good and timeless. I think is probably the word for it. <laughs> yeah, definitely timeless. So, growing up in Australia, like how was that? And then, did you also play like instruments as a kid? Yeah, so growing up in Australia, I mean, it was, I'm from Canberra, so Canberra is the capital of Australia, and it's like, it was 350,000 people, 400,000 kind of thing, and so it was like a a big, small town, so getting into music and DJing and stuff, uh, it was kind of like a, what was it, big fish in a small pond type thing, so it was was easy enough to kind of get through the ranks in a a weird sense, like, it took a while to get your foot in the door and all that kind of jazz, but... um, easy enough to kind of get noticed and then from there I was able to move to Sydney um, and then the mu- where the music scene is obviously like a lot more more bigger yeah. um, and so I could make certain moves going from there and meet a lot of new artists uh, a lot of the touring artists from America that were coming through because mm-hmm. I was like playing support for their shows found my manager there um, and my agency and all that kind of stuff and then kind of just moved, went, went along from there we have a really talented um, set of producers in Australia like it's just kind of constant which is really awesome um mm-hmm. you know like lots of knots and flumes and Alice in Wonderlands and all that kind of stuff so yeah. we have a really good environment down there um for music um lots of live music but yeah DJs are doing really well down there at the moment too so how would you compare so like what's the difference between Australia's like electronic music scene and like here have you noticed a difference or like what are like the main things that you've noticed that's like um yeah I I've always sort of thought that I know, he, like America has a, like a really really strong culture for it um, you come here and you go to raves and everyone dresses up like the candy thing's huge yeah. clothes are big <laughs> thing like everyone everyone lives and breathes it here in Australia it's um, and that's like EDM almost specifically mm-hmm. whereas in Australia I feel like it's a broader sense of music so live music over there includes a lot of the indie bands um, a lot of rappers um, and it, like there's almost like a indie EDM kind of genre thing going on over there like your sort of crossover trap things like like I say Alice in Wonderland and Flume and that's like that kind of feel to it so all of that kind of blends into one and it's a really really awesome um, like it's it's definitely kind of we had our EDM phase with Stereosonics and Future like music festival and stuff like that and those have kind of formed into um, the I guess boutique festivals so they started off really kind of small and then they've grown up from there and they've all kind of incorporated all of these music genres into one um, and so that's that's a really cool thing about Australia is like we kind of yeah we have a broad sense of music whereas um, you have like we only have a certain amount of people to kind of go around and I think that's kind of why so I was like here you have 
millions and millions and millions of people that can so the pockets are a lot stronger whereas in Australia we kind of have a broader sense of it I think and that's how yeah we sort of our music I don't know gets around and stays alive over there awesome yeah so how did you come up with your DJ name? And then you also had a project before Blank. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the project before Blank. Okay. And then, yeah. So my pro- the project before was a project called Lukey, and that was pretty much just um, a me trying to figure myself out. Um, that was when I, that was after I sort of not broke things off of me and my original kind of, like the guy who got me into DJing. Uh, we had a little thing going and then I kind of branched off and started doing like club gigs and trying to figure out production and I guess like that Luki was kind of like my thing of when I started actually get into clubs and do my own thing um, and I was producing like Big Room and like EDM and Melbourne Bounce and like kind of like grabbing onto whatever wave I could while I was still figuring out how to actually make this stuff so that was like that was a good little journey um, and then from there I started making stuff that I was kind of really proud of and um what i thought was more more me and from there that's when i started to get like my records signed and when that started happening um i was with like sort of found my manager i found my agency over there and we were like oh why don't we start like a a new project with this new music because it's obviously a little bit different and i was just like yeah sounds like a good idea because i already had that kind of thought and so we were trying to figure out a name for a while and um my agent was like why don't we why don't we do blank it's like yeah it's like why don't we do something because it's like a blank canvas um we can't really think of anything at this point in time that like really fits it and like that kind of you know was a was a cool name to fit it in there so yeah blank with an e made it a little bit different and um we all decided that was like a that was that was the move that's awesome yeah. i love that story <laughs> that's so creative yeah. i love it so what has been like your most memorable performance uh that's always a really sort of hard one i mean there's been so many in this kind of growth period of however many years it's been is like you know there are there are certain points that obviously have kind of stuck out but every show that especially coming to, like to america every show has been pretty special in its own way because it's a new it's a new area it's new people um the people over here get super into the shows like it's always a lot of fun so i mean there was one specifically in australia at um this uh festival called groove in the moo and i was it was one of my first festivals I played. There was nobody, I was playing a tent, like a thousand person tent sort of thing. Nobody in the tent before I was there. And five minutes in, I started playing my stuff. And yeah, within five, 10 minutes, the whole fucking thing was like packed. And I was Everyone like, Everyone started swarming. <laughs> so like that, I still like remember that feeling really vividly. And that was definitely one of like the kind of points where I was like, yeah, this is, this is definitely doing something. This is really cool. Um, I mean, like obviously, I, played Red Rocks and stuff with one of my good friends, um, 1788L, uh, before Millennium, and that was incredible, so it's like, you know, um, I've had definitely really cool spots, but yeah, I think those two are really, really good ones, for awesome. sure, but there's been so many in between that I can't really name people. So what was your, like, I, like, made it moment? Oh, that's never gonna happen. No? No, I don't reckon Dang, that will. what? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't know if, I don't, I, I'm really not sure. I mean, coming here, one of my first gigs was in Hawaii, one of my first um, Mm -hmm. North American gigs. And that was like, that was incredible because that was like my first like big one stage outdoor festival thing. It was me, William Black um, and Elenium. And the the crowd, I just remember the crowd being 
a little bit different to what it, like I'd been used to and it was like so engaged and from there I was just like fuck this is going to be this is going to be really cool I could see kind of the, what the journey was going to be like ahead if it was going to stay like that and it was just that that for me was a kind of like a yeah I think I'm doing the right thing here kind of moment so I think that's probably what I put that down to but like yeah I don't know I mean even it's not just shows I guess it's like even the points along the way finding agents and finding people who believe in what you're doing mm-hmm. I think those are the kind of moments that make you go oh okay like maybe this isn't just like you know a little thing that's a hobby or whatever it's like people are starting to actually to kind of take notice especially even things like having like my little Facebook group like Blinks Nobody's thing like there's like 1700 people in that and we started that like a year or so ago and it's all like community based like I don't do anything or that I didn't start it kind of thing and it's like them just kind of manifesting and like over the period of time creating their own personal jokes and like I don't know just having that little community for me is like one of the most rewarding things as well so that's kind of like you know, yeah that's that's really cool so did you always like want to be a DJ and like is this what you've pictured yourself doing no I guess not I mean that really only came about when I was when I started DJing I was like oh this could this could be a thing before it, I was doing a lot of sport um, I was always kind of you know, I was playing cricket, doing state cricket when I was younger, played soccer, I was that, like doing athletics, I was like state long jumping, I ended up cycling, like track cycling, I um, was doing that for state as well, like was aiming to go to the Olympics, doing all that kind of stuff, and then, wow. yeah, and then music kind of found its way in as well, like sort of after that. Um, I was a barista for years and I thought I was going to own a cafe and do that kind of thing, and in school I was like doing photography and graphic design so it was just like it was all these kind of different avenues that I things that I really love they all were somewhat creative I guess mm-hmm. in a sense um but I think this is the one that kind of took hold after a while yeah. wow that's awesome I used to be a barista too yeah I love it I still love it I think it's the fucking greatest thing yeah. it's so much fun um so how did you feel playing your first like music festival was um that- yeah I mean going back to what I was saying before I think Groovin was like that was pretty much one of the first ones that I'd done yeah um and that was definitely kind of stuck in my head uh, about like you know it was it's a, it's always a different experience going from a club to like a festival mm-hmm. um it's always more immense I suppose is the word like it's always kind of more room more people and it's just one of the best feelings to be able to play mm-hmm. to that kind of thing yeah so I guess yeah going back to Groovin it was just one of the one of the better feelings for sure yeah awesome so what would be like your dream festival to play at I don't know about festival-wise. I mean, obviously, your Coachella's and, like, your EDC's. Like, being able to... I want to have... I want to be able to play those stages and be able to fill the place with people who know and love, like, my music and what I'm what I'm doing. So, mm-hmm. wherever, the, wherever that is, I'll be happy to do it there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, how did you find your sound? Um, like, your blank sound? Yeah, I mean, that's only really come around. Like, for me, I feel like truly only recently um it's been a long kind of i don't know dig to try and figure out like what i really kind of love making Mm -hmm. and there's been genres and sounds over time that i've kind of like dabbled in and that kind of thing but i'm really starting to find like i really love melodic music and i really like heavy music like like the metal days like back when I was listening to music in my teens it was always like heavy metal bands that you could thrash to but you could like they also had these beautiful pieces that you know involved them like you know finger picking guitar and doing that kind of thing and I was just like this really pretty stuff along with this heavy stuff so I've kind of like 
been been trying to make that in my own kind of way and that's always been like a mission to try and figure that out and I feel like I'm doing that more so better recently now um, and that's kind of coming out in the music that I'm putting out at the moment and will come out over 2020 so it's like this kind of melodic slash heavy thing mal- amalgamation of the two trying to figure out how to make it work but I think I'm starting to get that out so yeah is there an album possibly coming out in 2020? Is that what I'm hearing? No, 2012 we don't have uh, don't have an album, but there's a couple of uh, bigger pieces of work that I'm that I'm working on that I want to really showcase what I'm about. So it's like a lot of original music over yeah. this year um, and solid bits of work that I'm really proud of and can't wait to get out. Yeah. Awesome. So, do you have like a favorite song of yours? I get asked this question a bit. <laughs> I. Yes, it's not released yet though. Oh dang! Okay. <laughs> uh, my fa- I, yeah, I didn't. I don't know. My favorite release track. I really loved. For a while there, it was Destiny. Um, I really loved what I made for that for the beginning, and I was really I hung on to that pretty um, protectively for a while, mm-hmm. and then one seven eight eight came along, and we decided we could work on that together, and then it came to be what it is, and I think that was one of the first times where it was like this really kind of um, euphoric sounding track mixed with the heavy thing which is what I was kind of trying to do mm-hmm. and I was like this is fucking fantastic this is what I'm after yeah so like that was that was definitely a favorite track of mine for a while awesome um, yeah so let's talk about tour life Ooh, you've yes. toured around Australia like so many times yep and all over the place uh-huh. so how how is tour life do you like tour life what are yeah there are pros and cons to it yeah for pros sure. and cons um I, I really enjoy it um, in the sense that I love I love going to new places and I love the people that I meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always really surprised by how lovely everyone is. Um, I don't know why it's still surprising, but like it's really cool to go to these places and play for people that, you know, even new people and they come up to you afterwards and go, I have no idea who you are, but like that was really cool and I'm going to go like follow your music now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's always really rewarding and like really gratifying. Um, so touring for me is is that and that's really good there are obviously the crappy parts about it like the airports and getting up early and like lots of kind of responsibilities which i like still haven't figured out how to be a fucking adult yet so it's like (laughs) that makes things hard i think we're all still learning (laughs) (laughs) anyone actually grows up but yeah um yeah so i mean that's that's forced me to become more responsible in my adult life anyway so i i I think that's probably a good thing let's be honest so um that's all that's all been good i mean like i'm on a bus tour at the moment and it's only been mm-hmm. a week with black tiger sex machine and it's been it's been a hell of an experience in the fact that i didn't think it'd be the, what it is like we're a lot more um tame than mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be we're eating really well we've gone to the gym every like other day type thing like we're, we're doing really well with that kind of thing and all the crowds have been great so that's yeah I, I couldn't have asked for a better tour in this sense yeah. Australia was really cool because Australia is like a lot more kind of spread out in terms of um, cities so therefore we have like one or two shows that we go to on the weekends and that's kind of it so it's not like too lab- laborious um, in terms of like travel uh, but since moving to America it's definitely been like a lot more full on um, downsides I guess I really want a garden <laughs> and that <laughs> that makes it really difficult to be away all the time uh-huh. Um, I had one in Sydney and that was really, that was good. It was really cathartic to be able to like grow things. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm really into that kind of thing. Um, so I don't have that in LA just yet, but I will. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll figure it out one day. But um, it's things like that. Anything that like requires like kind of a long, you to be there a lot is um, like having a dog. That yeah. kind of thing isn't really an option right now. So, but that's, I feel like that 
you know, we'll be able to figure it out over time. So yeah. it's not the end of the world. <laughs> so how do you prepare for shows? Do you have like a pre-show ritual? Oh, no, I don't actually anymore. I know, yeah. I I know some people who like, you know, they sit in the corner and can't talk to them for like 20 minutes before they're set and all that kind of thing. Um, I've never really been that kind of person. Uh, I do still get nervous before some of the shows. Um, I don't know what triggers it. And it's really confusing sometimes. You go, oh my God, like I'm fucking like sweating. Like what's going on? Um, and I, you know, sometimes you just need to have like a beverage to like calm that down but <laughs> I yeah because I don't I don't drink or do any of that anymore now that touring's getting a lot more hectic so and that's that's helped um but um yeah no no crazy like rituals these days anyway I have morning rituals but I don't have anything before <laughs> I don't have anything before my set as such anymore awesome um so what are some challenges you've faced in the music industry and like how did you overcome them I've been really blessed in the fact that I haven't come across like off the top of my head anything that's like I mean yeah I haven't come across any challenges that stick in my head which I suppose is a really good thing I have a really good manager um Pat's fantastic at keeping me on the ball and he's always always on the ball himself and that makes my life so easy in terms of like being able to let me concentrate on what I need to do um and so I suppose in that sense, like we've we've had to deal with things like, um, like he has to deal with all sorts of different things on, on the daily, but he doesn't like stress me out about it too much, so I can kind of keep level. Um, we had to, we had to do things like get our visa to come here and do all that kind of thing, and that obviously took like six month period, and that was like always difficult. But I think yeah, it's it's just having a really good team around you. Like I've got a really good team back home with like the label and stuff, and he's been really good. And now we have an agency here, and so yeah, I mean like having a good team I think is like the best way to make sure that you can get on top and stay on top and do all that yeah. kind of thing um, yeah yeah I think that's, that's probably the way I'd say it in the music industry for sure awesome do you have any advice for any aspiring artists um, yeah I mean the most cliche thing is to just don't give up I think is one of the things um, I've been doing this for a while and the amount of like amount of times you can go oh this is probably getting a bit too much um, and stopping I, and me not doing that has obviously brought me here so it's like being kind of physically in that you know bit of advice is, is what I'd sort of say so yeah don't don't stop doing what you're doing um, when you're early on I guess just focus on like one thing at a time take one step at a time uh, when you're making music focus on doing a lot of music because I'm finishing writing don't like it's a kind of a weird contradictory thing but like quality over quantity is probably what I'd say um, do a lot finish a lot because each time you finish something you learn from what you did and what like the mistakes you made so again don't be afraid to make mistakes cliche but it's very fucking true make as many mistakes as you can because then you go oh yeah true that's probably what I should you know not do or learn from next time and the other thing is work with as many people as you can because you learn a lot from other people that's one thing I didn't do a lot early on but um, once I started doing it, once I started collaborating, once I started getting in the studio with people, it's daunting, like working with other people, it's weird, especially being creative because it's a very vulnerable kind of state to be in. Um, so learning how to overcome that will reward you quite a lot um, because you just learn about what other people do, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, um, just different techniques, lots of different things. So yeah, that's probably what I'd say. Wow. Mm. 
That's some good advice. Yeah. <laughs> I can actually take some stuff from that yes, too. Yes, <laughs> life, life advice from JP. Well, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time to talk to me. I very, very much appreciate it. Yeah, of you course. You have been so awesome. I'm so glad I had the chance to do this. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm glad we did it. It was fun. Yeah. We're, we're sitting out in the park. Like, I know. It's looking so Looking at nice. the sunset. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is exactly how I'd want to interview you. So yeah, thank yeah. you. It was awesome. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing your show later. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Frankly, here we come. Alrighty, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Blank. I had a great time interviewing him. And the show was absolutely insane. Vampa freaking killed it. Blank freaking killed it. And BTSM. Oh, that was like a whole... Oh my gosh. That was insane. What a wild show. I will not forget last Thursday. It was just such an amazing day amazing show. Everyone was great. Overall, I had a great time. So again, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Tweet at me at DJ Soups and let me know who you want me to interview next. Also follow me on Instagram at DJ underscore Soups. I post a lot on there, so if you want to stay updated on episodes and what I'm going to next, follow me on there because I post daily well, I mostly post daily on my story, but <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah, follow me on Instagram at DJ underscore soups. And there may or may not be some merch coming out soon. So I will keep you guys updated with that also. Alrighty, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. And I'll talk to you guys next week. DJ Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.